Welcome back to another episode of the Footy LG podcast. I'm your host, Nico, as always, alongside Tony. And then it's the round of 16 in the World Cup. We had some big time games, some big blowouts. You know, it wasn't as competitive as we thought it was going to be. Tony, what what was the round of 16 like for you? Give me give me one word to describe what you thought this round of 16 was. Um, my word would be anticlimactic. I was gonna say exciting. It was exciting was right, but really only one team. Only there was only one upset. All the others, pretty much the favorite, went through. Um, it, and like. Five of the eight games were decided by more than two goals. Like, yeah, it it wasn't very close games. I mean, there were um, a few that shouldn't have been too close. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got two penalty kicks, which is nice. It's fun to watch. Um, and then two completely different stories in those penalty kicks too. One yeah. team who just absolutely folded under pressure, and then another underdog who came who rose to the occasion. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. get into those games. We're gonna go in order as we always do. We'll start with the very first game of the round of 16 uh, to our neighbors to the south of the Americans. You guys weren't good enough. And we both said you weren't going to be good enough. The one thing that we didn't say was that we were, um, uh, Tony, I know you were a little skeptical on the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. I was kind of, I kind of said, you know what? I kind of like the way they're playing. I think they could make some noise. You were kind of not so sure about it. How, did that game kind of change your mind on them? Uh, they did, um, but the only thing I will say about the Netherlands is that the United States—they were so bad that it made Dumfries look like a world-class winger. <laughs> uh, that was just a horrible effort from the U.S. But um, yeah, the Dutch—they uh, kind of not—I don't know if I'm fully thinking they can take out and that they can win their next game, but. Uh, I'm close to being convinced. They played really well. I mean, they dominated the U.S. But, I mean, when you look at the stats, though, it tells a different story. So, like, watching the, watching it, you're yeah. right. It was it was never in doubt that the Netherlands were winning that game. Um, Depay scored early on. Blind put it in before the halftime. Like, it was never in doubt. But when you look at the stats, shots, 17 to 11 in favor of America. Shots mm-hmm. on target, 8 to 6 in favor of the U.S. Possession, 59% to 41% for the States. The States had 569 passes, but the Netherlands had 414. The pass accuracy was almost nine or sorry, 8% higher for the States over the Netherlands. They had less fouls. They had no cards. They had more corner kicks. Like, <laughs> the stats just f- right up the States' side. But if you watch, if but you when you watch the Netherlands... When you watch the game, you knew it was it was not yeah. just it was no contest. Yeah, um, I mean the Americans, like I said in the last pod, they got lucky of the luck of the draw. Really, they had that easy group to get through. Where the Netherlands, they didn't really have an easy group, even though on paper it was. But they had to put their work in to get through that. Yeah, so, you, I mean, you saw you, know you saw the quality on. What what is the U.S. missing? Because in my opinion, they're missing a bona fide goal scoring threat. I think they're missing um, a number ten too. Which the worst part is they have it, but they just don't want to start Gio Reyna. Well, it's because the position, the way they format, they don't have a space for a ten in their formation. But right? he's he's probably the best American player behind McKinney. And oh, they're not going to start him. Tim Weah. Ah, uh, Tim Weah is one of those. Guys. He's like. Uh, 
Remember when Josie Altador had that one uh, good Confederations Cup? No, I like that's I, the Americans. No, I like I like Tim Way. I think he's solid, and you know, as much as we shit on him, Pulisic is solid too. And you know what? You know who had a good tournament that I don't want to take anything away from Tyler Adams. He did. He, he, he had did. a very he had a very good group stage. Um, he he showed out. I mean, he plays for Leeds right now. I could see him making a move after this tournament because he played very well in that in that midfield and yeah, as a midfielder, he, like in that role, he played very well. He played, yeah, and I agree with that. He did have a very good tournament, stepping up, you know, you know, that making him captain prior, you know, with Pulisic still in the team was a huge thing. So you gotta give credit where it's due, right? Yeah. So you know what, this U.S. team—they're young too; they'll grow into it. Uh, the next one's their home turf, obviously. So hopefully they'll they'll come through a little bit better than this one, but. I, I think we bo- we both knew Netherlands were going through there. Um, so no surprises mm-hmm. there. Let's get to the next game where although it's not a surprise game, um, Netherlands are not as Argentina and Australia 2-1. Argentina jumped out to a lead in the 35th minute and then Julian Alvarez banged one home after half. And then Australia started to push back. They yeah. got the, they got the own goal and they were kind of a little bit threatening at the end there. Yeah, it was after they made uh, it was around the seventieth minute when they started pushing, and you could just see Argentina was cracking, and Argentina is very lucky that Australia does not have a decent striker. Yeah, because there was a shot right at the end at the I forget the guy's name on Australia, but he put it right at Emil Martinez, and it's like, dude. Uh, what are you doing? Like, how can you put that shot? You had a perfect shot on net to tie this game, to send it to extra time. I mean, he just couldn't convert. And yeah. this is what makes me believe Holland can beat Argentina. It's because if Australia can hold Argentina to 2-1, despite going down 2-0, and miss those chances, you put a team like the way Holland's playing with Gakpo and Memphis Depay now getting on this goal sheet, Dumfries scoring, this will be Argentina's first game against a team that actually has two or three options to score. Yeah. And it's, I don't it's, think it's Argentina's first real defense. Test. And I said at the beginning of the tournament that Argentina's defense is what's going to lose this. And I, well, even though they have Lisandro Martinez there, and he's not even starting though. But they're, oh, really? Oh, they're start, they're start, they're, so, so they start at their back. Yeah, Romero, the they put Romero yeah. Notamendi, and then they subbed in Martinez, but they put him at fullback. They didn't even yeah, put up, no. they left the center. Like, that's the what confuses de- me. The defense of Argentina is not is what's what's going to lose this, and and this is why I never thought they were contenders because that defense is horrible. There's not many good spots, and now you're going to go up against a Dutch team that can score. That scored, yeah. I think, three goals in every game of this tournament, if except for one. I believe the Ecuador one they tied one one. Yeah. So I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, but. Uh, <laughs> Argentina has to really step up there because this effort they had against Australia is not going to work against the Dutch. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Uh, this is really Argentina's first test, and they did lose to Saudi Arabia, which should have been a wake-up call, but they had an easy group. Poland not playing yeah. well at all, um, which we'll get into actually right after this game. Mexico wasn't, like, played to tie almost. Like, they, yeah, Mexico, Mexico, against gave Netherlands. Up, Mexico gave up that second half. That's yeah, not wasn't 100%. Argentina winning. That was Mexico just giving up. 
Yep, so. 100%. And you know what? This will be their first test. We'll get into it in a bit, whether what we see happening. Let's keep going the round of 16. France, Poland, France 3, Poland 1. And that one goal came in like the 100th minute in a penalty kick. Um, yeah, it's just it's, – Poland, Poland was, was just, just not disaster. good. No, they, they weren't. I mean, we all – that was one of those ones that you could guarantee the money that you're going to get your money back on from France. I mean – the French played phenomenal. They really dominated Poland, and it just showed that Poland didn't deserve to be in this position. Yep. They put a yep. subpar effort against Argentina in that last game, and now they're putting a subpar effort here. It's just a joke. It was a. It's, it literally was just a practice for France. Yeah, and you know what? Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. <sighs> uh, we talked about it before. I, you know, I mean, I love Kylian Mbappe. I think he's a fantastic player. You were kind of saying, oh, I don't see him having a good tournament. But he's been having a crazy good tournament. He looks so yeah. good. Yeah, that's and he's so young right now. Like this is the second World Cup, and he's already. I'm pretty sure he's passed Ronaldo and Messi for goals in the. I World think Cup. he's tied Messi, uh, Messi's total, and he's passed Ronaldo's. Yeah. And this is only his second World Cup, and he's what 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Like it's absolutely insane, man. What he's doing, he is so good. Um, I I just this France team. They're very depleted injury-wise, but they still have the talent to make noise. My only question about them is, have they really been challenged yet either? Because their group was fairly weak as well. I think that Denmark game they were. I think Denmark... Denmark was was awful, though, the whole time. But in that game, they played good. Yeah. Mbappe masterclass to win that game for France. Denmark Denmark played really well that game. If they but again, they also had the last game. They would have done better, right? And and then they had Australia, and then they had, and then they lost yeah. to Tunisia, right? Like they, they weren't, they haven't been tested either. And the game coming Denmark, up against England is going to be their first real big test. Denmark had that. What's it called? Uh, you're only good, as good as the team you face. Face syndrome. Yes. So, yes. but it is going to be interesting for France's next game. I think, I I think they can walk easy through that one, but we'll get to that. I don't know, man. I, I I don't know, but yet, like you said, we'll get to that. Let's get to the f- team that they'll be facing in the next round. We have England, who beats Senegal three <laughs> nothing, and this was my pick for kind of like someone to be a dark horse. I thought maybe Senegal could push them. They were they mustered one shot on target. They couldn't even get to forty percent possession. You uh, let, just dominated. You let Jordan Henderson score a goal. You're not winning the game. That guy's no. a shit player. Yeah, and you're gonna let him score. Like you have no chance of winning. Um, England just top to bottom just ran right through Senegal. There yep. was no hope. I mean, not much to talk there. I mean, I was I saw this kind of happening. I was really hoping you were going to call it right, but no, this is not England. Despite being chokers, they're not going to choke against a team like Senegal. I thought you know with the speed that they have, they could kind of get the defense off the line. I, I don't know really. I, I really did not see it being that much of a blowout. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a little surprised, but you know what? It happens. They got blown out. Um, Jude Bellingham. Bellingham right looks like, fantastic. like a player of the tournament. Dude, he, he looks so good. Um, yeah. So how much do you think Liverpool overpaced to get him in January? I don't think he goes to Liverpool. Really? Where's he going then? Uh, part of me says it's going to be a toss-up between uh, Manu and Chelsea. I think it's going to be depending on if Man U make uh, which one makes Champions League. Uh, Liverpool needs that midfielder, man. I know, I but I don't splash see, hard money I on don't him. See Jude Bellingham wanting to join. I like it's 
how do you say it? It's like that idea of, do you want to join the most hated team? And I don't oh. think Jude wants that. Well, he's got Jordan Henderson bes- you know? beside him telling him, hey, man, let's let's team up. Let's keep it going. Yeah, I think he sees that guy. He's like, yeah, fuck that. But it's got to be my captain. We're going to leave. <laughs> but then again, you have Maguire. So. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's very true. But I I, mean, I, I, to be honest, I think it will be Man U that he'll go to. I don't see you know, it, man. But, man, U's uh, gonna get is getting such a bad rap right now, man. I don't know. I don't think Liverpool can can uh, convince him to go. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Let's um, uh, let's get to the next game. So my my sneak pick didn't go through. Let's get to your sneak pick. Who also <laughs> didn't go through? Mine was looking good though. Uh, they just well, gave up. They, well, they didn't give I, up. They I'm, I'm sorry. Through. They were looking good until those penalty kicks happened, and then they looked like absolute garbage. Yeah. So ju- that's, ju- that's ta- the experience. We're that's talking experience. Japan, Croatia. Uh, Croatia won through penalties. They went three one on penalties. Um, how do you, dude? Their penalties were so bad. They were yeah. low. They were soft. Like what were you? What were they thinking? It just comes. That's the experience and the pressure. I mean, Croatia. Remember, they knocked out Denmark in the last World Cup, and I'm pretty sure it was almost the same three guys that scored. I remember Vlasic took one, and Brozovic took one. So. Listen, um, listen I, just, I, I know this. That was experience there. That, that's just pure experience. Croatia's gotten through this tournament because of that. See, we say that, but then you look at the other game and that went to penalty kicks where experience did not that's help another whatsoever. Thing, I, I, um, I can explain that one. Well, well, we'll get my, my thing is you know what? I was re- listening to a pod, I can't remember who it was, and the guy was mentioning how that a lot of teams now that are that have more resources and things like that are able to focus more on the penalty shootout aspect if it's to happen, where a lot of these teams are just playing to think, oh, let's try and get in there and then let's go from there. A lot of guys are already assuming, okay, we're going to make it past this round. We need to work on penalty shootouts. And a team like Croatia, you see that they went through nice and easy. The goalie was ready. He was peppered. He went in. He made three stops. He saved three out of the four PKs he faced. Um, and then Croatia buried three of four as well. Um, it, it's it, it, it was definitely uh, exciting, but... Unfortunate at the same time for Japan. The game itself, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was a little bored at the game. Um, yeah, I, was, I mean that's the thing. Japan made a the two wins were just falling back and holding, holding the counter, right? And that's Croatia style too. But uh, about the the the, shoot, the penalty shots, um, I don't think it comes down to practicing. I think it just comes down to sheer experience. I think you have to live through it to to know what to expect. And uh, in Croatia's sense, they've been on the right end of the penalty shootout many times uh, from the last World Cup. So I think that's what it comes down. It doesn't matter how many shots you're going to take. Um, if you haven't done it before, the real thing, you're not going to be able to step up there. Yeah, that's very fair. Um, but again, good good for them. They got, they got through. They, they did the... The hard part, I guess, is the is the right word I'm looking for here because really, um, people were saying Japan could be that dark horse team, and you said it yourself. Like Japan could be that team that goes all the way and makes well, not all the way, of course, but like makes that run because there's always one upset in the round of 16. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's always yeah. that one team that everyone goes, okay, there's no way these um these people are going through, and then of course they make their run. So we, you thought it was Japan, I thought it was Senegal. We were both wrong. Uh, I want to get into my feelings about that whole theory before we get to the last two games. So let's quickly discuss Brazil and South Korea. Another blowout here. Brazil was up four nothing before the first half was over. Dude, they are um, clicking. I like just clicking right now. Like that's yeah, unbelievable, you know what? right? And 
get this off my chest at the beginning. People that complain about Brazil dancing and celebrating do not understand how important this tournament is to these players. doesn't yeah. matter how experienced you are. You're there. You're scoring. It's not disrespectful to Korea. It's not disrespectful to anybody. They're having the time of their life right now. This Brazil team is the team to beat. It's theirs to lose. I disagree. But... Vinicius Jr. scoring. Neymar getting a penalty. Richarlison playing like R9 in 2002. Lucas Paquette getting up there. This Brazil team is on fire. And you know what? Dance away, guys, because that's 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 what you want to see in the World Cup. So I don't think they're the favorites by any means. Uh, we'll get to my pick in a little bit. I think we all know where I'm going with it. But they're not the favorites in my mind. But they are looking fantastic. Um, South Korea, to me, are they that good? No, no, of course not. They they, but, they got they got lucky sneaking through the group stage. Um, but, but let's be honest, again, let them dance. Let them dance. Do you hate Korea? It? Is, Stop. Korea's Korea is better than Australia, and Brazil uh, yeah. made 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 work of Korea, and Argentina barely got through Australia. So no, no, I I agree, but yeah. we don't need to get too much into it. It was a dominant win, which we knew was coming. So good for Brazil there. Now going into the last day, in my mind you know there's going to be ups- one upset. So it's Morocco yeah. is going to go through or Switzerland was going to go through. And you know what? I, at the beginning of the day, I was feeling a little nervous. I'm not going to lie to you that it was going to be Switzerland going no, through. I, I was the opposite way. I actually, this morning when I looked at the games to see what time they were going to start, because I do have a lot of Portuguese guys that work for me. And they're like, oh, we're all going to leave at lunch. And I thought, oh, Portugal's the early game. Why are they leaving at lunch? And then, I saw Morocco, Spain was. And when I saw that, I was like, I think this is the one that's going to screw us up. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, the Morocco, Spain game, Morocco uh, defensively looks the best team in the tournament. Offensively, they look like the worst team in the tournament. Um, yeah. These guys, these guys at the end of the game, they were pushing their own players out of the way when they were trying to make breaks through. There was one play where a guy was going for a through ball his buddy was beside him and instead of like he pushes him out of the way like it, <laughs> dude, it was hilarious morocco offensively couldn't muster anything yeah. uh spain had a few chances at the end hit a post right at the end that probably should have went in spain gave this game away to morocco um yeah. look at the possession 77 percent to morocco's 23 morocco just played outstanding defense and then they won on penalties. Look at the passes. Morocco had 305 passes. Spain had 1,019. That's over 700 more passes. That's almost. That's more than double. That's almost. Mm-hmm. That's more than triple the passes that Morocco had. Like and then and then a 90 percent and a 90 percent pass rate accuracy. Like it's insane, dude. This was Spain's game. They lost it by not being able to break down that defense. But there was never a threat of them losing it in any other way but penalties. Morocco mm-hmm. just could not muster up any offense, but they went to penalties and then in the penalty kicks. Call call me shocked because holy this Spain is, shit the bed. This is the bad side of experience because this is the third straight shootout now. Spain has lost. Um, I thought they won and, one at the Euros. Uh, no, so they lost. Or this is the third. Maybe this might be the third time. No, yeah, they lost Italy at the Euros. And no, sorry, you're right. Yes, they, they beat Switzerland. The they yeah. beat Switzerland in penalties. So it's not right? so it's third time they've been eliminated by penalty shots. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing where experience gets you because you know you missed that first one. They're the same thing against Italy. They missed that first one. Yeah. So it really gets to you, and I mean, all due respect to Bono. I mean, I wish that was the Bono TFC had for years, not the guy we had. Um, because wow. 
no, fuck him. Saves. Fuck him. He's he's Canadian. Well, he's born here, but he's raised. He grew up in. McCormick. No, fuck him. Go for what well, we gave shit to Tamori for doing the same thing. So why can't we give him shit? This guy gets to play with his country. No, fuck him. He should be born <laughs> Canada. But yeah, he he was. So you know, here's where here's where I don't understand coach's philosophy sometimes. So right before the end of the game, Pablo Sarabia hit the post on a goal he should have. And then they give him the first penalty kick. And what does he do? Hit the post. Like, how can you give that guy the the, the first chance? Like, (laughs) it it blows my mind. But you know what? Credits to Morocco. And fun fact with Morocco, Hakimi scored the winning penalty to seal it. And he did his and Sergio Ramos' celebration at PSG. When, obviously, Spain didn't bring Sergio Ramos. That's not why they lost. They lost because they couldn't score any goals. But it was still just a nice little gesture for me. I kind of liked Mm -hmm. it. Um, but let's get to the final game of the Rena 16. To me, you know what? Switzerland is a very uh, – Switzerland-Portugal. Portugal won 6-1. Switzerland is a very underrated team. They're always that team that's just a quality defensive team, and they know how to move as a, as a unit, and they're good. Um, people are, They're 15th ranked in the world. They obviously came first in their qualifying group over Italy. Like, they're a good group. Um. And I was just, I was, I was shocked that Portugal handled them the way they did with the lineup decisions. Before I get into the whole lineups and stuff, Tony, what were your thoughts just on the game itself? The game itself, Portugal did something they haven't done since 2006. You know, they built a setup of not around Ronaldo. And you know, Switzerland, you know, everyone, when you're playing against Portugal, you're planning for Ronaldo. You're planning on how to stop him. And the reality is, even though it's a day of modern technology and video, when you see a guy playing on that team not showing up to start, doesn't matter what you practiced, doesn't matter how many times you ran. It's Portugal caught Switzerland off guard and they finished them off early and they just kept going. So let's let's kind of call it what it is here, if we if I may. Um Fernando Santos has the biggest set of balls in the history of the world. This guy <laughs> came to this game and said, I'm not playing Ronaldo. And we went, what? You're not what? He said, I'm not playing Ronaldo. He's sitting on the bench. And then he said, I'm going to double it up here. I'm not playing Joao Cancelo. And he threw Dallo to start as opposed to Cancelo, which was another thing that was like, what's going on? And then to top it off, he said, you know what, guys? I'm throwing Carvalho back in the middle. Otavio's back from injury. He's going to go in there. And we're going to start this kid, Goncalo Ramos, as well. Because you got to think, if they're not starting Ronaldo, you do have a guy in Andre Silva who's been very solid for Portugal over the years and is doing very well in the German League. Goncalo Ramos is a 21-year-old kid from Benfica who has been doing great for Benfica this year in Champions League, don't get me wrong, but he's still a young kid. I think he only had before this like 53 minutes with Portugal. Yeah. And they put him in there. And I don't want to say anything too much, but at the beginning, before the World Cup, when we did our World Cup podcast, when we talked about young player of the, of the tournament, I said, if this kid gets a chance, which he won't because Ronaldo's there, this kid could win it because he's that special. Well, he mm-hmm. got his chance today, and he buried a hat trick. And that first goal that he got was it's one so of the nice. nicest goals I have seen at this World Cup. It was just excellent. Like a tight angle, top bins. It was a thing of beauty. And then to follow it up with two more, what a, what a debut in, in the starting lineup for Ramos. I don't see how he doesn't take that position moving forward. Ronaldo's going to be a super sub from now on. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that was that's the uh, that was the passing of the torch game. 
I think uh, that's it for Ronaldo. Unless you make it to the final, then you have to start Ronaldo. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, you have to. But I mean, you know what? I agree, this... but start him over Felix. Let him and Ramos start yeah. together. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think that was this is a big move on uh, the coach. I mean, like you said, it takes balls to take the greatest Portuguese player ever. Oh, the lot player ever to get out of the lineup. Fuck, remove and, Portuguese from that sentence, and it's still right. Yeah, and um, <laughs> no, I think that's what happened. I mean, Switzerland, you know, you plan, you plan, you plan. You figure Ronaldo's never scored a, a knockout round goal in the World Cup. So you figure it's going to happen eventually, so we better plan to shut this guy down. And when he doesn't show up and this other guy comes in, who even though you may know, it, it messes you up. And I think the whole team, even like you said, with Cancelo out, Portugal took a risk and it worked. Yeah, you know what? Uh, 6-1, I don't think anyone saw that happening. A no. gorgeous goal from Pepe. Uh, he becomes the <laughs> oldest player to score in the knockout stages of the World Cup. So that's super impressive. Um, you got to love that header coming in. And, and a gorgeous goal as well by Rafa Liao, who came in and he put a nice curler in there. Um, this team, man, this is my favorites now after this performance. They look so good. They're looking good. I'm excited to see the finish here. I don't know. You know what? If the coach can keep this going and keep playing the lineups he wants to make, I think the sky's the limit for this team. Yeah, I mean, by, they're going to be – if anyone's going to beat them, it's going to be them themselves, like typical Portugal situations. You yeah. know, I've said it time and time again. It comes down to these guys. As long as they can stay happy with each other and not get pissed off and ruin their play, I don't see why they can't get all this side of the bracket. Well, Can I tell you what's the difference with this team that teams have passed? Bruno Fernandez is playing well, which he's never played well with Portugal mm-hmm. before. Bernardo Silva's playing well, which he normally doesn't play too well with Portugal before. Um, like these guys are looking good. Everyone's playing, and I, I don't know, man. Six one. Like this was the biggest win in this in this round. They won yeah. by five goals. Like and against it was a good team so, too, right? against the quality side in Switzerland. Yeah. Arguably, out of all of the underdogs in these matches, when you look at USA, Australia, Poland. Japan, Switzerland to me is one of the best ones of those of those underdogs. Yeah, this is this was probably the 50-50 game. A lot of people you had know? Switzerland going through in an upset, and Portugal I, said, I don't think so, boys. I, see, heading into this game, I didn't I get why people thought that, but I didn't think in any day would Switzerland come on top of Portugal. Well, you it, know, it, I just, it, it was not meant to be, and it was a nice coasting way through to finish off the round of 16. Now let's look forward to the quarterfinals. Friday, Saturday of this week, four banger games. The game I, We'll start with the first game because it happens to be the game I'm least excited for out of all these games. Mm-hmm. Croatia-Brazil. I don't think there's a way for Croatia through this game. No, nah, Brazil, uh, Brazil's I amped and ready to go. They're going to... I think they'll finish off Croatia early. I think I, it, I don't think it'll be three nothing, four nothing, but it'll be two nothing within the yeah, first half, I, and then Brazil is just going to pop another one in, like a super sub, one of the super subs they have, and that's going to be call of the day for Croatia. I find it hard to disagree, man, because uh, Brazil just looks so good, and Croatia just doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, it, in the group stage, they only look good against Canada. And, you know, he's kind of uh, – Canada went up and then they went down. They kind of got in on themselves. But other than that, Croatia has not looked that good this tournament. No. I, I they, give... They've won their games off experience. 
Yes, and you know what? Their, their quality team, enough. it won't, it won't be, enough be enough to beat Brazil. Brazil. It won't no. be. This Brazil team is another level. No. Uh, I don't see anything in through. I'm taking Brazil as well. I'm taking it. I'm going to say 3-1 for Brazil. Uh, yeah, that's, actually, that's my I'm gonna prediction. Three nothing. I don't even think. I'm gonna give Croatia good. kind of that bonus goal. You know, Brazil seems to like at the end kind of stop giving up. Like they let uh, Korea come down. They got one too. You know what I mean? Cameroon mm-hmm. at the end put one in. You know what I mean? It's just Brazil seems to like once they've won it, they kind of coast and they get caught that's once. But, but I'll give them that. Um, Netherlands, Argentina. This is a game I don't think anyone's gonna give Netherlands even a shot at getting. Because it's Argentina, mm-hmm. but I think people are looking over Argen- our Netherlands very much. So, man, Argentina, hey, there's blood, there's blood in the water after that Australia game. Yeah, I Argentina agree. did not look like. I mean, I've said it from the beginning, not just because I don't, I hate Messi, but I've said it from the beginning, Argentina is not a contender compared to other teams in this tournament. They're not a contender, and either are the Dutch. But the Dutch are are punching way above their weight right now, getting to the quarterfinals. I yep. mean, I know not to be people expect to make a deep run. And the reality is they're playing much better than Argentina. So here's my concern with the Dutch is that it's a big game. And in big games, sometimes they don't do too well. They haven't really had a big game as of yet. I mean, Qatar, easy. Senegal, Ecuador, not big teams. USA in the round of 16, not a big game. I mean, it, it's it's their first really big matchup. Same with Argentina because they haven't had much difficulty either. It's this first big game, and it's the first big test for this Netherlands squad because they've been out of the past few uh, World Cups. And this team has, is, is fairly not new, but fairly new in a sense where you got guys like Frankie de Jong, you got guys like that, I'm a, I'm a Memphis Depay and all of them. These guys now are getting into their primes. They're looking good. I think it'll be a very interesting game to see what happens. I think if Netherlands can catch Argentina sleeping early, they have a chance to put one or two yeah. in and then have a chance to hold that lead. I, I can see Netherlands taking them out. I agree with you in the sense that, you know, this Netherlands team is young and it's up and coming still in some sense. But they're probably the only team in this World Cup that every game they have just gotten the job done. Yep. You know, they played great game. I mean, even against Senegal. Senegal played good, but the Dutch got it done that they didn't lose. Yeah. No, that's, that's... So, I mean, sorry, Ecuador. Sorry, Ecuador, that game. But, uh, yeah, I I think this is going to go to penalties, to be honest with you. If it does, um, watch out for Messi. He's been uh, having a habit of missing yeah. them lately. If it goes to the penalties, would, as Argentina coach, would you give it to Messi? You have to, dude. And there's I no way know, Messi man. misses it either. There's no way Messi misses it either. Come on. You're crazy if you think he's going to miss a penalty. I think if it goes to penalties, the Dutch will win. But I don't know if it, I, I, I think Argentina will win. But if it goes to penalties, I think the Dutch have less pressure on them than the Argentinians. Yeah, I agree. The pressure could mount. I, I think it's going to be a very exciting game. The only reason I kind of holding out hope that Argentina does win is the fact that an Argentina Brazil game would be an absolute banger. Yeah. Uh, Got to watch that. So let's go to the morning game on Saturday. It's the game I'm most looking forward to Morocco, Portugal. I dude, Morocco's just like we, like I said earlier, defensively, they were outstanding today, but offensively they were piss poor. If Portugal can break them down, which you know what Spain couldn't do, but I think this Portugal team is way more dynamic in the way they attack than Spain is, and I think we can break down this Morocco team, and I think it could be a scary result for them. Yeah, I think I think Portugal take, can do pretty much the same thing they did to Switzerland and Morocco. I mean, no history is on Portugal's side. No African team has ever been to a semi, and I don't think Morocco is going to be the first one to do it. Um, 
Portugal is firing all cylinders. They are good. They're, you have to admit they are a good team. They have everyone's playing well, like you said, and they're playing strong. And I don't think Morocco can can keep up with them. I, I don't either, and we don't have to stay much on this game because I just think, you know what, Portugal's just so much of a better team than Morocco. If Morocco had any attack whatsoever, I would say, okay, maybe there's a chance on the counter, but if they play like they did today, I don't see it happening at all, and Portugal's back line is solid enough to hold off any chance that they have, and as yeah. long as we can break down that back line of, of Morocco's, I think Portugal takes this game and this fairly, will be the fairly first, easily. This will be the first game where Morocco's wingers and Saic and... Uh... Hakimi are going to face wingers just as good as them, if not better. Yeah, very true. Very true. Well, let's get to the final game of the quarters. In my opinion, the most uh, exciting game of the quarterfinals. It's tea and crumpets versus croissants and cafes. Uh, it's the English versus the French. I I don't know what's going to happen in this game, man. I've been I've been betting against England. Dude, I've been ba- I've been gambling against England the past. Uh, whole tournament, I think they've been coming and they haven't really done anything. But the, every challenge they faced, they have passed with flying colors. Um, like they have, they have not missed. You this know is I mean? England. They, they can. They, of course, it's the toughest team. But you can only uh, do what you're faced with, right? They've mm-hmm. taken all their challenges and they've done what they had to do to win the games. So I can't discredit them for that. It's not like their defense looks bad. Their defense looks good. Everything about this team looks good. So I I don't know what to expect. I want to say France will take them down easily, but I I can't. I I I, 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 I firmly believe. It. I think even though Harry Kane scored against Senegal, the center backs in France are much better. Um, Harry Maguire hasn't played a striker of the likes of Giroud yet in this tournament. Who by Look, the way, Giroud, Giroud but he's playing good. Dude, I don't get man. He's we go over this so many times. I don't get him. I don't get him. This guy, and you know, you know, Giroud is a big game player. He is. So he's gonna score a great goal in this game, and I, I don't see England beating France in any way. I look at this. I just, I think Jude Bellingham is maybe the only player in his position that's better than his counterpart on France. And uh, I just, I think this French team is built for these kind of games, and. I don't like it's. These are the games where England falls short every time against these big ones. And... Well, so I'm hoping that England wins because I would love a Portugal England semifinal. Because <laughs> uh, Portugal has England's number all the time. So I would absolutely love that. I'm going to go ahead and say England wins this game. I think France, as good as they are, they have a weak midfield. They have a young, inexperienced midfield. Sorry, not weak. They're, they're young, they're inexperienced. Uh, their defense isn't anything special either. They're a, they're Kylian Mbappe's been playing hot, Drew's been playing hot, but they haven't faced a team that can really press them moving forward. Like Poland only has Lewandowski, and they weren't doing anything to attack at them either. I think England can try and break them down. It might be a high scoring game, man. I could see like a three two England, uh, or even a four three like or three three penalties. I don't know what to expect with this game. I am excited. If I had to choose who I think is going to win, I'm done betting against them. England's winning this game. Yeah, it'll be a good game for sure. I think this will probably be up there for a game of the tournament. This is really teeing up. But uh, no, I I got to disagree. I got to go France. I, no. Yeah, no, it's fair. And you know what? The The next round of – if the next round goes as 
I've predicted it. Brazil, Argentina, banger game. Portugal, yeah. England, banger game. Even as Portugal, France, banger That's game. game I, I, again, I don't see any many options other than that. I don't really see many upsets happening other than maybe the Netherlands. England or France, yeah. to me, there's no upset there. They're two heavy hitters. There's no possibilities of an upset. Whoever wins, I could see either team winning. Netherlands would be an upset. Croatia would be an upset. Morocco would be an upset. I just don't see any of those games happening with the chance of I'm hoping Netherlands because I, I just hate Argentina, dude. <laughs> you know it. Uh, no, I, I, too, I don't want to see Messi go through. I want to I want to see him lose in the quarterfinal, like his last hurrah. Like I just it's just the part that pisses me off about him is that everyone celebrates this guy like he's doing something magical. But you look at the teams he's playing against. I mean the goal against Saudi Arabia was a penalty shot. Then you have the game against Mexico. Mexico just didn't carry that second half. You know. Yeah. Yep. Poland, it was he wasn't that great. It was more Poland just didn't care. Okay, you scored a goal against Australia. You better fucking score against Australia. Like I don't see the the magic in it. Like I wouldn't put him up there for the golden ball when you have a guy like Jude Bellingham or Gakpo on in the Dutch, Vinicius Junior and Richarlison on Brazil. Like there's so many other players that are playing way better than him, aren't even getting talked about. Well, and it's just you know why? Game. You know why? Yeah, because FIFA wants wants Messi to win everything. It's just getting it's, well, it's, and it's, it's 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 his last tournament. Like he's obviously gonna get the credit that people think he deserves. People oh. want him to do good. They want him to succeed. They want to see him in the finals. A Portugal Argentina final would do massive numbers, like yeah. absolutely massive numbers. So they want that to come to fruition. Whether it will, I don't know. But they want that to happen. And you know, if one of them does, they're winning the golden ball is almost like an honorary award. Yeah. Which is stupid, I agree. But you know what's coming. Yeah, I mean, that's why I want to see him lose now. Because then you can't, you can't, how do you say it? You, you can't, can't give it to him. Yeah, you, yeah, can't, you can't give it to him. You can't if you lose that in the quarterfinals. Yeah. No, and I mean, he's still pretty close to winning the golden boot as well. I think he's only two goals off. Has he got three goals this tournament or two? He has three. He has three. So he's only two goals away from the, like he, a hat trick, which Messi's done many a times is very possible. Now it put him in the lead. Like it's so difficult predicting what's going to go down in this next round, man. The stars are aligning it up nicely to have a Portugal uh, Argentina final. Just the way it is. They're literally on opposite sides of the bracket. I can't see Argentina beating Brazil. I just the way Brazil is playing right now. I just don't, I can't see it. I can't either, but man, anything can happen in one game. Anything can happen in one game. And it's just, you know what? Let's all be thankful because this world cup being in the winter in Qatar has really made people kind of tune out and be like, Oh, but right now this quarterfinals on every game is going to be electric. And there's mm-hmm. some really good matches coming up. Like if the semifinals are Argentina and Brazil, that's an amazing game. If the yeah. semifinals are Portugal, England or Portugal, France, another amazing finals quality game that you were getting before the finals. Like, let's just sit back. Let's enjoy. And then of course, tune into the footy LG pod because we'll be mm-hmm. coming at you. I believe we're going to drop one on Monday, discussing the quarterfinals and looking ahead to the semifinals to get you guys in all the right moods for the t- upcoming games. Tony, I'm super excited for this weekend, man. The Friday, Saturday. I hope you are too. Thank oh, you yeah. for coming. 
thank you for joining us guys you can follow us at footy lg everywhere you find podcasts and by everywhere i mean only spotify and apple music and you can also <laughs> find us on instagram and tiktok at footy lg tune in on monday for the next pod where we discuss all the games that went on this weekend and we'll talk to you in a little while because and don't forget don't forget don't forget portugal's winning this world cup all right I said it from the beginning, and I'm sticking to my guns. Portugal is winning well, the World Cup. It's gonna I got... be win-win. It's gonna be win-win for you either way. If Portugal wins, if Brazil wins. Fuck Brazil! No, <laughs> Portugal's winning. If they don't win, I'll give a shit who wins. <laughs> I don't know. I would like to see it, but I uh, no. I still yeah. got to stick with the Brazil. They're this is some classic Brazil here. It's like childhood Brazil watching all over again. Yeah. So. Uh, we'll we'll see a Portugal Brazil final. I definitely won't be complaining about. But mm-hmm. all right, Tony, that's it for us. We're your boys at Footy LG. Have a great evening, everybody, and we'll see you on Monday.